Hi, and welcome to the My RV Broker Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Upham, and I believe that everyone who buys or sells RVs should be empowered with all of the tools necessary for a great price and a great experience. This podcast provides advice for the RV lifestyle using RV research, education, and experience to help you buy or sell your RV without being taken advantage of. For more information or for help with your next RV experience, feel free to contact us at myrvbroker.com. Welcome to the My RV Broker Podcast. I'm James Upham, your lead RVR. Lead RVR. You know, I don't know if RVR is actually technically a word, but we're going to make it one by the time I'm through. <laughs> I hope you're uh, having an amazing day. You're blessed. You're out there enjoying the wonderful world that God created for us and that you've tuned in, hoping to maybe get a couple little gold nuggets um, and be able to uh, get you maybe some more information to make you more empowered as you are looking to buy your next RV. I want to focus the next series on some of the differences between buying a car, buying a truck, an automobile, versus buying a uh, RV. Now, um, there are a lot of differences, so not just in the purchasing. So don't tune out if you already have an RV or if you're not looking to buy one. What I want to do is go through you the top 10 reasons why an RV and, an, and a car uh, are different and how they are created. Not all things are created evil, <laughs> and not all things are created equal. Um, now, I, I said that kind of tongue-in-cheek because um, there are some pretty shady RVs out there, and, uh, you know, I feel like uh, they might be on the dark side uh, because they're so quickly pumping these guys out uh, and then you go in and buy one, or someone goes in who's not educated, doesn't listen to this podcast, goes in and buys one, and the next thing they know, they're in a world of hurt. So that being said, let's get into today's uh, podcast, Top 10 Reasons Why Buying an RV or an RV in general is different than buying or in how it's constructed to a car. Number 10, RVs are made by humans for the most part, not by robots. Now, let's think about that for a minute. When you go and buy whatever car that's in mainstream today, so not a specific car that they only build 10 or 12 a year, something crazy. I'm not necessarily referring to some of these really expensive Bugattis and whatnot, although um, we could certainly apply it. What we're talking about is maybe some of, let, let's just use your big auto three, um, you know, American car dealership, I'm sorry, car manufacturers here today. So Ford, Chevy, and Dodge, right? Um, you can use anyone. If you're a Honda guy, go for it. Same thing. If you go and you look, just YouTube, and see how these cars are created. They have so many robots and automated uh, machinery that basically is programmed millions and millions of dollars in equipment that go in and build a cookie cutter, if you will, exactly the same all the time for whatever it is that they're building. So now there are different options and packages, we know that, but, but it's pretty much the same process over and over and over again. And so the thresholds, the margin of error is very slim relative to an RV manufacturer, right? So when you have a car, the other thing is, is that um, every car dealership is basically gonna do repair work, very similar or the same. They have the same training. 
Um, you know, there are a lot of the newer car dealers, of course, will have exclusive rights and training to a specific, um, you know, let's say Ford. Uh, so, so there's there's a process and there's a training and there is a a way that they will repair a, any problem, warranty or otherwise, related to let's say the Ford. Now, when you have an RV dealer, if you have not been to a tour at some of these large manufacturers, so we use the big three of the, of the cars, let's talk about the big three of the RVs, uh, which would be, of course, Thor Motor uh, Corp or Thor Corp uh, Thor. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll just talk about uh, motorhomes right now. So Thor, Forest River, and, of course, Winnebago. Now, I have a history with Winnebago, as you guys know, and I used to give plant tours. And one of the things that we would point out is this very thing. Hey, these are made by people, and so they're not made as quickly. Uh, and this kind of gets us into what the differences are. So we kind of touched on that for the cars. You can go and watch YouTube videos of both plant tours or go in and actually see them being manufacturers, and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. But when you're buying an RV, the first thing that I would say is you've got to account for human error. And what I mean by that is that let's say John is having a bad day and his dog died and his his wife left him, and he's about to get his house foreclosed, and he's on the assembly line, and he's got all these emotions, understandably so, and he's in there, and he's doing his job, you know, whatever it is that he's building on the RV, and, you know, his emotions get the best of him, and next thing you know, some of his work is starting to slip. Now, if the process that they have as an RV doesn't catch for some of that, if they don't check along the way, they just build like an assembly line, then go in and wait for their um, whatever department they call it, so basically your final stop, um, you know, checkout, if you will. If they don't have a really thorough process uh, before that they send the RV out, uh, then that's going to go untouched and unnoticed and most importantly unfixed. Uh, whereas with the car, you know, they catch those things along the way, um, and, you know, a, a robot, an automated machine is not going to necessarily have a bad day. They may malfunction, but usually they can catch that stuff a little quicker. So when you're buying an RV, remember, human beings, real people with real feelings, real emotions, and whether or not they feel they're getting paid enough, whatever it is, can affect the quality of the build. So you need to make sure that you account for that, and that will influence how you inspect your RV. You know, so the thresholds for just where even a 90-degree angle, where your box connects to your roof, to your floor, you know, go open the cabinets and look in there to see if you see any gaps. Uh, because when these machines and these lifts are holding up and are putting a roof on, um, they have these, these you know, big, it depends what, what they're building, but just an overhead, you know, truss system that will have these different types of cranes that will lift and put a roof on, as an example. But it's the actual people that are connecting it through a locking system or whatever it is that they're using. So, again, the thresholds are not going to be as exact as it is with the car. The second thing that I want you to think about is that process, the processes and building. Now, all manufacturers of RVs do not create them the same way. Here's a couple examples. Some guy, and every one of them will say their system's the best, right? <clears throat> so they'll say, we use a vacuum bonding process. And then another manufacturer will come in and say, we, build, we use a pinch rolling process on all our walls and ceilings and floors. And so the vacuum bond um, you know, manufacturer come in and say, listen, what the, they, they use this 
this, uh, you know, this glue and this process, and they cure it, and they get this big tarp, and they, and they suck all the air out of it, and it gets a nice, it's much stronger than a pinch rolling. And they don't account for the fact that, of course, on the sides or where the pressure points are, you're going to have a, not an even distribution. Um, and where a pinch roller may come in and say, you know what, we use a pinch rolling process, which basically squeezes out all the air, and it's even pressure all the way across. That's going to give a more uniform bond. They're both good. And, in fact, a, a lot of the pinch rolling process companies, that's funny, pinch rolling process companies, um, producers, how about that, three Ps, pinch rolling processors, <laughs> processing um, uh, producers, what they'll do is um, they'll actually use a vacuum bonding process on a, you know, something like, you know, luggage doors, basement doors. So, so they all pretty much use similar techniques, um, but you got to know what's going to be better for you. I personally like a pinch rolling process on a larger uh, wall or ceiling uh, and a vacuum bonding process on a smaller one because they can wrap that tarp around better. It's a more, it's a better fit. And some of the lighter weight construction material, the vacuum bonding actually does a better job. So we don't want delamination. So you got to look at the processes, okay? And the uh, the third thing that I want to I want you to think about is the fact that, like I said earlier, with these different manufacturers of of cars, you know, every manufacturer is going to have a RV manufacturer is going to have a different way of repair, but it's still going to have to be repaired by a human being, right? So they, a lot of these dealers don't have all this equipment and automated systems or, you know, welding machines and whatnot that a, a automated machine will come in and do for them. So that's, again, going to require uh, that human being with breath in its, his or her lungs and, uh, you know, those emotional capacities to take a little longer with the repairs, but also you want to make sure that you work with a good dealer who's going to have a good uh, warranty and repair shop because every RV manufacturer is going to have a different way to have them repair and do warranty. So those are the three things I want you to think about as our top ten. Number ten is RVs are not made uh, by, uh, you know, automated machines or robots, right? We don't have to worry about Terminator coming out of the RV uh, plant, but uh, automobiles are. So for those three things there, that should help hopefully to educate you as you're buying or as you're comparing the difference. The reason why I want to go through these series is that once you begin to understand some of these major differences, you will purchase and or sell your next RV with a different mindset, which will empower you to get a better deal and will also help you to have a better experience. So I hope that helps, guys. Tune in again next week, and we'll go through number nine. That's a fun one uh, for the top ten reasons why an RV and buying an RV especially is different than buying a car. Take care, and God bless.